Honk. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time Honk. for the main event. Welcome everybody to Honk If You Love Wrestling Podcast. Introducing first from wherever, weighing whatever, freshly squeezed. T-B-C. Welcome to the Honk If You Love Wrestling Podcast. This week, myself, Mr. Rizzo, and TVZ discuss the subjective art form of professional wrestling when we discuss the Grand Slam Eliminator Championship. I I think I got that wrong. We got the Grand Slam Champion, Finn Balor, and women returning to wrestling. Let's start the show. Yeah, I stumbled all over that because that tournament's confusing, TVZ. I don't know what it's called. What is it called? That word salad that they made for this. It's the Grand Slam World Title Eliminator Tournament. Thank you. I needed that help. That's, that's unreal. That's the only way I was going to get through that. Hey, I don't blame you, all right? It's just, we're calling it the Grand Slam Tournament, all right? Yes, yes. It's a so tournament and it's for Grand Slam. That's all you need to know. How's it going, sir? Yeah, I'm doing all right, Mr. Rizzo. How about you? Excellent. Excellent. Oh. Uh, a lot going on. You know, I did the homework with the angle doc, so we'll get to that soon. But like, Ooh, yeah, you almost I, got me uh, chomping at the bit in the pre-show. I was about to give all my secrets. Yes, yes. <laughs> you didn't want to waste the good content on the on the exactly. pre-show. But yeah, I didn't get to a lot of stuff. I mean, um, I mean, we're not going to talk about it a lot. But like, you know, football happened, and all uh, I'm really going to say uh, about football is uh, that I was positive for the week on DraftKings. So that's all that really matters because none of the other teams financially compensate me except for my fantasy team. That's I was one, one for three really this weekend. I'm in two fantasy two. leagues always, and the always. Bills don't even get me started on the Bills. <laughs> there was a chance. You know, I'm just going to say this. I've been playing fantasy for a very long time. Put it this way. I had Dante Culpepper and Chris Martin on my team one time. That's how long I've been playing fantasy football. This year, I think I am giving up. I'm letting my I'm letting my 60-year-old or 66-year-old father draft next year cuz I'm not going to do any better than it. He only knows Buffalo Bills. But for how terrible I did this year, his, he's going to do better. I have given up. I'm just I'm not I'm not doing it anymore. So 0 and 2, we'll see what I can salvage. Um, but yeah, I'm well, not a I'm good extra GM. salty too because I left uh, Tua and the uh, Cowboys defense on my bench in the one league, which I Tua Tongo Bailoa. Sure, I just I I know how to pronounce his last name, and people who don't who can stumble over it, I like to actually impress Tua Tongo Bailoa. Tua, you you impressed me. That's why I was just like, what he said. <laughs> you, <laughs> But either way, that's 60 points on my bench, and I, and I was like neck and neck against my opponent this week, and I was like, man, poorly I managed. I got the right tools. I just got to use them properly. Uh, I had Aaron Rodgers. So Rough. we're going we're gonna, to. We're I was gonna, playing against gonna, somebody who had Rodgers in gonna, another league. Keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. Anyhow, enough of depressing football. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got I've got nothing to correct. I think this week. I think I did all right with my uh, with my qu- quotes and stats. Oh, I probably was like incorrect with three or four things that I said. So yeah. Oh, and it. I'd let you know too if I came across it in editing. But yeah, I'd, I'd say let's dip our toes in. What do you say, Mister Rizzo? You ready? 
Yes, let's start. Let's start with the homework that I actually did this week. Fantastic. We're talking about the Kurt Angle documentary on on Peacock. On the Peacock. Oh, I my forgot. God. Like, I was about to say a WWE, but it's just like, anyway. We, we did, you know what, we did, for one more thing about like the housekeeping before we dive into this. The oh, reason geez. we kind of slightly put it off last week is because we were going to try to maybe walk, uh, talk this over with our buddy Matty K, who wasn't able to make it this week. Um, or watch the doc. You know, when you're busy and you can't watch the doc, you can't really talk about the doc. So I understand. Um, but hopefully he gets to see it because it was pretty cool. It was, it was true. pretty good. It's damn true. So we're going to talk about it. Sorry we can't see you, Matty K. Maybe we'll hear you again sometime soon. We miss you, Matty K. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about Kurt Angle. Yes, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Oh, what rubber Kurt was. Angle. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I, I'm gonna cool. I'm gonna come right out and say it. I was kind of shocked with how much they focused on his regular wrestling career. Like it's half the documentary, and of uh, an hour and forty minutes. So I was just like, oh, okay. I thought we were gonna lean more into the WWE, given what it's airing on and everything. Are you that's probably one of my notes later on at the end. It was more like I was expecting more of the little detail and things that he did in WWE. And no, this was more about just Kurt's life. And like, yeah, WWE happened. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. almost like how, like, some, like, they explained on some of the injuries with what happened to WWE. But, you know, just going through it, we're starting at the beginning before, like, I, I also, I, I learned a lot about this that I didn't know. I, I knew of a, a few things, and then I learned so much more. You know, just, you know, I like the Angle Boys being tough. Yeah, four was it? Was it him and three brothers? Or four boys? Honestly, I don't remember. That as I'm looking through this, the thing I'm remembering is uh, is dad and what happened to him. Like I was like, ooh. Yeah. Well, early on, it didn't sound good when they, the way they were talking about his sister. So, like, I know that we'll get to there. But mm-hmm. yeah, his dad being in the military for like 25 years, and Kurt kind of saying that dude was. You know, he was hard ass. He was hard, but he was kind of a functioning alcoholic. Like he kind of like he kept it to himself, but he that's that's what he did. And then he had an accident, and I didn't understand the way he described it. Did he like fall thirteen stories, or it was just uh, like that's a he good fell a certain was, way that I thought he, he said thirteen feet, but it could have been stories. Thirteen feet's enough. You know, I mean, that's I, I didn't get it. Like, okay, if, if it's thirteen feet, it's, it's still a crazy fall. You're gonna yeah, do it felt like damage. they were focusing more on how he landed, not how far. Exactly, because I just didn't understand the way they described it, and but the fact that but, he but died, what they described was also like, oh god, that he died five days after the and what I, oh, I was also that he fractured his skull all the way around. Yes, like yeah. ag they said, and <laughs> yep, the difference. Ooh. What I said because I actually watched this uh, this documentary with my mother. Um, and she brought some light to some other things about this thing, which is kind of weird, which is, it's kind of crazy. But the fact that I brought like such a different time, you know, like that might not have been the end for him now, you know, our technology now about what we can do with maybe some of those style and different type of injuries and what you can and can't maybe come back from or certain things might be so different. So that was pulling on me a little bit. And then them describing his sister jumping on up and down on his dad, not wanting him to go before they pulled the plug on the on the life support. Like, yeah, that was yeah. that was really rough. 
it was a very tragic life that uh, he had growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'll just come around and say it now. It kind of reminded me of the boys a little bit. Uh, just on the fact of like, when I watched the boys, I was just like, man, like you're basically just saying like superstars, wrestlers, sports entertainers are, are basically superheroes in the boys universe. Cause yeah. it's, it's more focusing about selling them as merchandise and shit like that, as opposed to it's just like, I do that. It's like, they do that, but they also, you know, are superhuman, but it, it's in it. You got to see the boys. Go see the boys, Mr. Rizzo. <laughs> Can't All confirm right, um, A+. Plus. But I'm, no, this just I'm reminded right. me that because like, it kind of almost like all this tragedy that befell Kurt Angle in his life. I was like, this kind of feels like a superhero tale. Like just being like, he got shit on all his life and then he became Kurt Angle, you know? And you're like, wow. Yeah, having like it, it just, kind of a rough life that his parallel. dad died and then going right to... They said the day his dad died that he played like amazing playing football. You know, yeah. he had like an amazing... He played out of his day. mind. He had like... Through, what was like, it like three interceptions, two touchdowns, uh, how many sacks? It, it was. He said he was playing out of his mind. Yeah, but that was the end of football. Like that is the last we ever heard of them even talking about football. Because it's all it wrestling, like, baby. It was like wrestling, PA state, PA state champions for high school, and then I didn't know what they meant by that, but they said that he was basically a national champion at high at the high school level. So I didn't know what that meant, but that's pretty. He went to ass. nationals. That's what it meant. I didn't really know that they did that as high school kids. That's why I was. I yeah, I think so. I think they had that when I was wrestling back in high school, two uh, twenty twenty two. It was something 102. weird at, at my school. Like you weren't able to compete for state champions because it was a Catholic school or something weird. I don't know. Doesn't matter. I wasn't on the team. <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Uh, but let's see. When he was 19 years old, I think was it the the, the was he in high school when he was when he wrestled Takara? Was that the guy the, that he who won? Was Takara? No, maybe that was just he was the guy that he wrestled. I think I think it was at 19 years old where Angle was 230 and he was 275 pounds and a little bit taller. Mm-hmm. And the guy had like the really big chin. He was just kind of like a cool baby face looking dude. Huh. Remember, like his opponent, like he's, they actually had him talking. It was the one time that they had his, that they had Kurt's opponent talking. I think huh. it was for high school. I did not. And I joked. I'm like, it did not stick with me. That's for sure. I'm like, this guy's adorable. This guy should have been on TV. He's got a cute baby face. Like he should have been on TV more. Um, but it was just, he outweighed him and Kurt, you know, had the skill and beat him. But, was it yeah. before or after he broke his neck? Oh, we're way before. That's way before that. We were at. Oh. We had ninety three, ninety four. He was not. And I would say, yeah, that was high trials. school because. And then, yeah, 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 yeah this yeah. is this is where I got I got a little bit back from my mother, where in uh, after that being not good at the Olympic trials, he joined Foxcatcher with Dave Schultz. Yeah. Are you familiar at all with Foxcatcher? Not at. I'm familiar with it as that is the school that Dave Schultz was associated with because I yeah that this part of the documentary you're talking about kind of stuck out with me and I was like, it seemed kind of fast like they didn't seem to cover too much. They were just like yeah. So this guy shot Kurt Angle's coach and I'm like wait why? And they're like don't worry about that more Kurt Angle. I'm like I kind of want to know now. Like you're just kind of glossing over that fact. I'm unaware of this, of course, of the time it happened, for what age I was and stuff. 
But this is, they've done a movie or a documentary about this, and Steve Carell was in it. And my mom had seen it and known about it through that. So she's like, oh, yeah, I'm familiar with Foxcatcher and this story, whatever. I didn't know that Kurt was affiliated or Dave Schultz or who this guy was. I yeah. know it about of who the crazy billionaire, eccentric billionaire is and how Steve Carell may have played him or someone else in the movie about in a documentary about that. And so, I yeah, like, so oh, quick Googling, okay. I, I came across that name and that it was the school associated with all this. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So, but when he joined there at first, the training that he did was just insane. Like, I just like the concept of like, I trained until I got exhausted and then training began. <laughs> like, oh, okay. He, and like, the, he did a ton of other things. But the one thing that stuck out for me was he would run six miles in 38 minutes. Like, Unreal. What, 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 why? 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 What? Like, we got cars six for that. Miles. You don't need to do that. Well, okay. I was going to say, I can, run, I can run three. And he talked about, like, this hardcore, like, training was, like, 10 hours a day for, like, two years straight. Yeah. And I well, was just like, whoa. When you've got a goal, man, that's all yeah. you Yeah. Like, I can't imagine what would have happened if you didn't achieve the damn goal. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, whoa. he had a lot going against him. Yeah, but yeah, we get to the point where right before U.S. Open happens, um, mm -hmm. Dave Schultz is murdered at Foxcatcher, and he doesn't know what to do with funding. And I think I'm not sure if I'm confusing the timeline. This was at at the U.S. Open. I think this it was. is when he was going for he was in the Olympic Open at this point. Okay. Or it could have been during the like downtime. Like I know that after he won that uh, tournament, there was like a month break where then he was going to go into the Olympics. So I think it may have been around that time. Well, where I'm confused real quick, and it, it doesn't matter too much, was on the timeline whether or not Kurt won the U.S. Open to go to the trials with the broken neck. And then in between that time, Dave Schultz was killed or it was before that. It doesn't matter when some of this, this timeline happened at one point, he was unsure about having funding for what to do and all the guys being associated with that, with that billionaire. And then they, his wife formed the Dave Schultz wrestling club and he was the first member or joined. And that's how they got funding to go to the stuff for the Olympics. So I just don't know when it was, but back to the neck. That's that's all that really matters. Getting back to the damn neck. <laughs> well, this was a lot of you know uh, interpersonal drama that is going into the Olympic Open semifinals. Broke his damn neck. We're just we're not we're we're just skipping right to it. We broke. Yep. He he tried to catch himself somehow. He landed on his neck the wrong way. He it felt weird. After the match that he won, his his chiro like the person tried to like lay him down and crack his neck, and it just wasn't feeling good. I have no idea how he didn't just die or paralyze get paralyzed right there. But well, I, have you seen the size of this man's neck? Yeah, true. The, one of his, the doctors actually said he doesn't have a neck. Like, They've uh, said that a, a handful yeah. of times throughout. This. So the the you know it's his, just his, muscle his took over. Muscles were like, "Yo, we got you, neck." <laughs> his brother basically told him. You got to wrestle. And Kurt was like, I don't know if I can. I'm not sure if right? I should. And then they were like, 
you you don't have to, but like then you got to wrestle in this tournament and wrestle all of these guys. And he's like, well, if I only just got to beat this one dude, I guess maybe I'll just do it, which Unreal. probably shouldn't have done. And did he, in that one, he won in overtime to make sure that he or it doesn't matter. He just it was a close match. He just barely won that. Yeah. Not being able to feel his neck, not being able to do anything. He just snuck out. And then, well, I think what he did, he played for time. So he wasn't yeah. like trying to score points or anything. He was just dancing around and the guy couldn't like the guy couldn't score against him. So mm-hmm. it was, as you said, close, but because he was playing defensively, that's all he did. Um, yep. So, but he ended up winning the U.S. Open with a broken freaking neck because it only like... sent him to the finals of the Olympic trials. He doesn't automatically go to the Olympics for winning the U.S. Open. He still has to still compete. I thought it was funny at this time. Uh, well, in this documentary, they touch on how they're like Kurt Angle's the guy. You know, if he he get he's he goes out there and does the thing that needs to get done. And I'm thinking about this time when uh, people are like, uh, he's like, you need to go out there and wrestle. He's like, I don't think I can. And I'm like, yeah, he did all those things because you guys told him to. When yeah, he should be him like, to, yes. you guys are enabling this man. <laughs> all right, so. Gets the Olympic trials. Before the Olympic trials, he goes to see a doctor. They're like, yeah, you shouldn't wrestle. You're, you're done. You, you should be paralyzed. He finally finds a doctor. Now, if this isn't a perfect name, Dr. Maroon. If he's not going to leave you marooned, I don't know who will. But still, tells him you got four Vulcan broken vertebrae, but you don't really have a neck. So we're going to shoot you with 12 shots of Novocaine. And then we're just going to, like, you know, let it heal. And he's like, oh, okay. Even though they, they asked for, a, a, like, an extension. Like, hey, you've done this in the past. Can, like, can I wait another month or so before I do my trial thing? Like, no, no, no. If you don't make it, you're out. Screw you. So he numbs up his whole neck. And then the guy he wrestled again, I guess, is some, like, hard ass who, like, likes to inflict pain. And the first thing he does in the match is kind of, like, Wrenched out in his neck, like he knows he's got neck problems. He tries to. Go I was going to say him. he also knew his neck was broken, so he was he was knew his neck was broken. Went right after. He would take any advantage he could. And Kurt's like, and I couldn't feel it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like it backfired on him. Like I just countered all the stuff he did because he'd go after my neck. I couldn't feel it. I'd spin around and score a point. And there were like two times where Kurt knocked him to the ground. He landed on his belly, and the guy kind of looked like uh, William Regal, to be honest, if, if you ask me, that guy. He landed on his belly, and then he'd go, he, he just let a, a huge exhaustion, and you can tell he was, like, defeated, like, oh, man, like, Kirk got me there. So, like, yeah, it didn't work out for him, and then, you know, went to the Olympics, and I'm not going to go too far except for the finals, where he got made it all the way up to um, the Armidium, Armenian Jah, uh, Jadidi. I, I, I got to say about Jadidi. He looked like the typical 80s wrestler, even though it was 96 Olympics. I just I was like, that looks like the wrestler from the 80s. I knew it was 96. It just That's the style. That, I didn't want to mess with that dude. That dude looked, I don't know, that dude looked nasty. He did. He, was he looked a formidable like he'd opponent. be like a, a boss and like a random bad guy who just be in like the bathhouse. 
that you also just that like stash. You're fighting somebody, and then you get like knocked into the bathhouse, and that dude's just there with his towel, and he beats the crap out of you because you just you messed with this stuff. I don't know. That just that's the, the anyway. You're talking about the finals, right? Yes, we're talking about the finals. Yep, yep. yep. Oh, I do got to say, I like what he, I like what Kurt said about about entering during the Olympics for the uh, the ceremony of how he was like walking by, and every time he was walking by, the crowd would get louder, and he thought it was for him, like for a split second, and then he realized the dream team was behind him. You know, like yep. oh, you know, the best basketball team ever assembled was right. They were cheering for them, not for you, Kurt. Yeah, <laughs> but not not you. Yeah, they were cheering. You suck. You know, how you know I, I almost kind of want to wag my finger at uh, the guy you were just talking about. What was his name again? The opponent at the uh, finals for the gold. Jadidi? You know, oh, yeah. because he was trying to lift up the guy's arm? Yeah, because he's like, I won. It was me. I See, he lifted up. I'm like, if that's not a great heel move, like, no, 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 put my hand up. And he's like, I didn't do that. I'm not doing that. Screw you, dude. This ain't WWE. This is the goddamn Olympics. Show some fucking class. Jesus. Yeah. So, yeah, it, I mean, hey, I gotta Vince say, man, we got a new superstar rules, for you. <laughs> for me not knowing the rules and the way they explained it and the way that it did end slightly controversially, it, I mean, it didn't look like he, you know, won that solid. Like, that was slightly controversial for him to get the point or whatever. But, hey, no, there's no asterisk. Nope. There's no Dubs Mike Tirico here talking about anything with an asterisk. Like, this is, <laughs> this is a real victory. He's got his gold medal. And then uh, I am going to go right to where uh, Do it. Uh, what Rhonda said. Right after you win the gold medal, a lot of people are like, well, what should I do now? And you're kind of like, well, I got my gold medal in one hand, and then you got your dick in your other. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last we heard of Rhonda. She was not on the documentary after that. It yep. was like she was in there earlier, and then that's the last. I was like, wow, that was, that was kind of funny. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that was, was the that was it. amount of Ronda. True, 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 true. Uh, but yeah, then we start to get into the WWE. I mean, we do a notable takeaway into... is I thought this man only broke his neck once, not four other times. Holy shit, man! Oh yeah, we'll get to the bad stuff. I do want to <laughs> highlight the two matches that I may end up going back to look and watch. And that would be Angle versus Stone Cold at SummerSlam and then Angle versus Shawn Michaels at Mania. Um, I'm going to probably check those out. I was going to check out the other another one, but then when I found out what happened in that match, I'm not going to do that. We get to the bad stuff in WWE in 2003. Brock, you know, him in the match, he had the failed, like, moonsault in Mania. And he broke uh, Kurt's neck. And then later that same year, he hit him with a chair and also broke his neck. And that's why you don't do that chair shot anymore. In 2004, at WrestleMania versus Eddie Guerrero, that was the one I was going to watch. But then he's like, he broke his neck. And I'm like, oh, maybe I won't go back and watch that. But then again, <laughs> he did it in 2006. So it was fifth time in four years. But the fifth time that he did, like, it's just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Sounds like it didn't heal from the fir- from the Novocaine the first time. How was he walking? Yeah, because they said that like they clipped the vertebrae and then they would let it heal and then he'd come back in a few months and then he'd do it again. He didn't want to like have fusion fuse the neck or whatever and be out for twelve months. And oh, it's crazy. Yeah, they were just removing vertebrae of his neck. I just yeah. I mean, he, this is why he doesn't have a neck. Anyway, <laughs> uh, 
Then we get to even more crazier stuff where because of all the neck issues, which you don't blame him, he's taken too many pain kills or pain pillars. Pain pills. <laughs> pain pain pills. killers. Pain killers. This is not someone pills. I was about to talk about how Angle's Say slurring his words friend. and I can't even <laughs> speak correctly. Damn. And no, I'm I'm fine. Well, yeah. I mean, after having these four surgeries and all that jazz, I think he would uh he would form some sort of a, a reliance upon these pain meds, as you speak of. His wife did mention, like, who am I to tell him really... not to take pain pills when he's had these surgeries? Like, why am I going to tell him not to? Right. Up, up to a certain point where we I'm glad them. they also got her on there. Like, they really leaned into how it affected their relationship and stuff. You know? Gianna really opened up. From them starting off with the first date in Applebee's, and I got to say even though the one that I had didn't work out. If you're going to start at Applebee's, that is an amazing first date. Always go with Applebee's. Um, that's just, pro it was tip, a good tip, start. I just, yeah. Fiesta lime chicken, baby. Two for 20. <laughs> Probably two for 25 now. Anyway, um, the, uh, <laughs> the, she just really opened up and they got her in the, you know, she really told a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But before I like that because really... it wasn't glorifying all of this, which, yes, you know, this... yeah, um, that I was thinking about that watching this is just like you got to watch out, you know, because sure. Yeah. Kurt made a name for himself and he became famous and super rich. But like at what cost, man? Yes. And then uh, he was going down the path of taking too many pills. I didn't I don't think they leaned on this as a reason for it to be just more a wee bit too many. But like. I'm wondering if if it really had to do with what happened with his sister. And his sister was also in the drugs. She was on some hard times. He was trying to get her clean. He was sending her money. At one point, she was almost like $35,000 in debt. And he was trying to take care of her. And he kind of gave her an ultimatum, which really made Kurt break down of saying, if you don't get clean, I'm not going to talk to you. So we didn't talk to her for eight months, and then she overdosed on heroin. And it was really, it really crushed him. I'm wondering if that maybe made more of an abusive um, with issue that he had. Oh, with it for sure the, plays the into drinking. that. Like, he, it, just on the mere fact of the way he described how he felt after taking them, he was just kind of like, all right, cool. I'm fine now. You know, I can Yeah, just like that's what I'm whatever. supposed to do. So, yeah, I think, you know, him wanting a distraction, so he's going to focus on his work, so he's taking those to feel fine and move on and do work. Go wrestle. Go break mm-hmm. his neck again. <laughs> well, speaking of that, of going wrestling, the fact that when he – I'm not sure – I think I got this right. I think it was the day – was it the day of or was the next day after his sister had passed away, he had to wrestle an Ironman match against Brock. Yeah, and I don't remember the specifics, but it was, yeah, like on the day or the day after. Him saying, like, he kind of didn't want to do it at all, but when he got into it, it was like a reason glad to he did. not think about her for the hour he had to wrestle. Yep. And then that's where they went in from, at one point it went from 40 to up to 65 Viking in a day. And it was just, yeah, like... Okay. I like how he described it at one point. He's like, "Yeah, I would just crush him. I just throw him in my mouth and crunch him up." I'm like, "Ugh." He would put him on Ugh. the bed, bedside, and then he would wake up. To Twenty-eight. And then just, 
Take twenty eight to bed. Yeah, just ugh. breakfast of champs. Hi, 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 hi. And then we get to a point, and yeah, I really wasn't into it at the moment, but where Vince asked him to go to rehab, he doesn't want to go to rehab, so he quits WWE. And he is out of control and TNA from like 07 to 2012. Four DUIs in five years. It's not a great time. He's on TNA. No, no. Like <laughs> I know that like, that's the one thing I would kind of unfortunate about is they made everything that he did in TNA like crappy. And that's not the case, but it was because of what he was doing to him personally was bad. Not everything, but they, I think it was Stone Cold that even shit on the product. And we look back at TNA going, hey, it wasn't as bad as we think it was. They're going, it's not the quality of WWE. What is he doing there? And, like, it wasn't really – it isn't like that – I don't know. We look back on TNA a little bit differently then. But it was more concentrating what Kurt was doing him to himself, not what he was doing in the ring at that place. Well, I've never seen his TNA stuff. So I was just mockingly saying that, you know, you're not doing great if you're on TNA. Yeah, well, I don't know. Most a lot of the great That's guys. That's my on hot TNA, take of the evening. A lot of the great guys that were on TNA at the time, and someone they even showed him wrestling. The guy that they showed Kurt throw in. Did you see who threw Kurt into the barrier when he was on TNA? No. It was Samoa Joe. Huh. So it's not like that's what I said. You can't sit. They're all bad, but I understand what he was going through at the time. That was bad. Yeah, is he still on TNA? Well, there's a lot of guys who were on TNA who are on AEW. Like well, uh, then he probably then I'd argue he wasn't doing great at the time because he was on TNA fighting Kurt Angle. It's whatever. okay. You got to have a rock bottom to realize you need to improve your life TNA, and get on it was WWE not a rock again. Bottom for Joe. That's anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, we get to a point there after the DUIs where he ends up going to jail and breaks down. You know, his wife breaks down. Is almost going to get to a point where she's going to leave him when he comes back. And he never went to rehab, so he decides that if he'll go to rehab because if he doesn't, Gianna or Giovanna is going to leave him. And he goes there, and he yeah, he was in, he was in rough shape. The way they described how they found him the one time, I was like, this man, how is he alive still? Well, also, when he gets to, to rehab, and then the way he describes withdrawal yep. of being such the worst thing, and just an aside here, separate from the tragedy that we're talking about with him, as a wrestling promo, he put over withdrawal. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, a did. badass person, a horrible thing. Like, you're supposed to hate that. That is that Withdrawal is so horrible, but... Him describing it as like how horrible it is for five days, yeah, that yeah. just sounded disgusting. So I would also like that. no no surprise it was that bad. Dude was taking sixty five pills a day, dude. Yeah, I I don't know <laughs> what kind of pain you hide with those pills, yeah. Jesus. But like, they really went from like, okay, cool, I went to rehab, and then two thousand seventeen, I went to Hall of Fame, and now I've been clean. The end. Yeah. So I was kind of I was kind of surprised the way that ended. I actually thought we were going to get not only that we were going to get more of his wrestling stuff and some of the comedy and some specifics of what was going on, but I thought we were going to get more of a second career of like 
him being GM, him working in the backstage, how he's different, how he is clean. They were just kind of like, yeah, he's been clean for seven years. And then two years after his Hall of Fame, he retired. I kind of appreciated that because they were kind of like, yeah, you know what he's done at WWE. Yeah, I, I was just looking for like an extra two, three minutes of like him doing this, him doing that, but like it may be showing him like really good with this kid. I don't know. I, they I'm, did show him with the kids. It doesn't take away like, from Literally anything. after his withdrawal yeah, syndrome. Yes, it, they didn't take away from anything for me. I was just surprised. It's a, You're feeling a lot like The Miz today, you know? Bitching you ain't getting exactly what we're giving to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to hate. I'm not trying to hate on it. That was good. Hate, 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 I can't hate, believe hate, how hate. much I learned with the fox catcher stuff. Definitely want to yes. go. What I want to watch whatever mo- movie my mom was talking about with I Steve just, Carell. Yeah, I was going to say, I got to get that movie name. I want to check that out now because, yeah, I wish they covered a little bit more. I said they kind of glossed over it. It was I remember watching it and they're just like, "Oh, and by the way, Dave Schultz died, which is a thing he had to worry about during his match." I was like, "What?" It's not the same thing. It's not the same thing, but like did you watch Tiger King? No. Okay. So like Tiger King was crazy in itself of how ridiculous what the main thing was. I'm aware but of there, Tiger King. But, but there were so it. many little things that happened that you're like, "Wait a minute." We can do another two hours on just that, and we never mentioned that again. Right. And, like, there's, like, ten different things like that. And you're right. If you watch this entire movie, entire documentary. It was a movie. Let's get real. (laughs) Well, that's, yeah. But I meant when you watch it and you tell people it's about the life of this wrestler who was an Olympian that was in WWE who dealt with some tragedy and some addiction. And then you, and then when someone who doesn't know anything about all of that, you go, "What do you think?" And you're like, "I kind of want to learn about the crazy billionaire that killed the guy." You're like, you know, that might be where you take out. Like, it doesn't take away from is that, how good is that everything what Mama is. Mama Rizzo said, but <laughs> it just, she this? knew about that part. That's the oh funny yeah, she thing. had the backstory. I got you. She was, she was like, "Yeah, that was really good. I'm glad I watched that." But like, if you didn't know that, you'd be like, "Yeah, I kind of want to know about the eccentric billionaire who, like, who owned? Did he own Dupont?" Like, I think it was, I, yeah, no, no, I got to look into that. So, anyway, well, so, yeah. good stuff. Good doc. I, good I enjoyed jock. watching it. Learned a lot. You know, My dog is I, farting I feel like, over here. It's nasty. Sorry. I feel like previous Woo-hoo! things, that the, like previous docs that we watch, I'm like, oh, man, like sometimes it feels like they drag, but like, this was good. Like, I definitely, I definitely was kind of like, oh, that's it. <laughs> you know, I wish there was more to watch here. I'd watch it. Yeah, it was one. It was one forty-seven, and it was definitely, even though it was on the network with no commercials, it was definitely broken up to be made for network TV. It was yeah. set up for commercials. If you <laughs> know what like, I'm saying, this continues live next. <laughs> yeah, it just it was set up for it. Yeah, it's perfect. All right, so that was the homework that I did. I'm glad we watched that. We talked about that a lot. Yeah, so, I, uh, what else my co- uh, made you like honk said, this week? Oh, right. Yeah, good doc. Um, what happened in wrestling this week? Man, you threw this at me. I was not prepared. Uh, <laughs> I just well, there's 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 always like I said before, there's always ten hours of re- of wrestling TV programming on the two major promotions, and not whatever else you get into. So sure, just a fast transition and a, a quick send an Irish goodbye to the Kurt Angle documentary. <laughs> Why don't we start at the beginning of the alphabet, because as we do our ABCs, as I've been doing my ABCs with my ankle, uh, we'll start off with AEW. Um, Dynamite. Dynamite's uh, 
Dynamite's, Dynamite's provi- presenting, I was going to say providing presenting, uh, is presenting us that word salad of a tournament. Yes. The Grand Slam World Tournament. We get to see that spread out through Dynamite, Rampage, and Collision. There's matches throughout this entire uh, this entire tournament is throughout those episodes. But specifically on Dynamite, uh, what do we see here? We've got, um, we got Roderick Strong. I believe he's uh, in a match on Dynamite. Uh, who did he? Did he have a match on Dynamite and Collision? I'm, it might yeah, be the that's case. That's what I'm thinking. Because I'm, I didn't get to a lot of stuff. I remember, I know where we're at now, which was on Wednesday of this week's Dynamite. We have like the finals of that tournament, and I know who's in that. And I yes. only remember who Roderick Strong wrestles on Collision. So I kind of guess I know that he won on Dynamite. He fought. <laughs> he fought. Trent. Trent. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah so okay. Strong and Trent fought on, on dynamite. We gotta mm-hmm. speak on the gimmick that Roderick's doing with the um... yes. So yeah, when I heard this tournament, when they first presented it to me, I impulsively speculated Roderick Strong is going to win this because of this story they're telling between him and Adam Cole. Oh, baby! Um, before I get into this though, I just want to say real quick. I kind of, it's like I almost hate this like gimmick that Roderick is doing where he'll just show up going Adam Adam <laughs> like it's just like Jesus he sounds like a dying dog just yelling for Adam it's like Gee, we get it you're here say your piece shut up I think early on I didn't like it but I like it now it's I growing on you oh well because I think early also I think it was like. There was a time once early on when they were just getting back between friends, and I mean Adam and MJF, where Adam like ran to the, where Roderick ran to them and like kicked the tire of the of the car. Yeah, and he was like, like no one does that literally kicking a tire. And I just thought that was he's Not selling true. it. He's working it. He's working it. Fun fact. I, I, I hate to bring video games into this. In Tears of the Kingdom, if you wear a specific oh, boot, which oh. is like a sandal, when I you thought kick you were going to say that's actually ass. how you broke your neck or how you broke your ankle. If oh no, no, no! How you broke your ankle would have been funny. <laughs> uh, when he when he kicks the treasure chest to open, and he'll like, oh, ah, my foot. <laughs> so he does it. He pulls a Roderick Strong, is what I'm saying. Ooh, Dick Van Dyke show. Anyway, but yeah, so uh, like. I feel like this is the main plot for the AEW belt right now is Roderick Strong's relationship with Adam tying into, you know, like kind of it's almost trying to like make Adam kind of drag MJF down and really stress their relationship to be be like, is he actually his brochacho for life or is this still all a front? Because they really haven't come across any hardships yet. It's been Adam Cole lost his chance at the bell, but Adam, uh, MJ, it's all coming up MJF, baby. Yeah, so. and I mean, and Adam does have a belt, so he's not like that mad about anything. He's not sitting around he's with He's complacent nothing. now. He's got, he's got gold. Yeah. He doesn't need he's that okay. belt. He's got these belts he's like, with yeah, my bro my, Chacho. My friend, exactly. <laughs> so, like, there's no reason for him to, like, hate on anything at the moment. So, but. right. So, like, they need something like Roderick Strong to come in and smash the complacency and cause chaos. So, my speculation on this whole tournament is that Roderick Strong is going to win, but now as I as as this has uh, like you know been unfolding, unfolding, I'm realizing I'm saying Roderick Strong and Samoa Joe are going to fight, and I'm like, there's no way Roderick Strong wins this match, but he has to for the story. It must be complete. 
I mean, it's one of the few times where like I, I'm I'm not confident on either side winning. I mean, I think I know where it's going to go. But, but let's like, get real. Jeff Hardy Jeff Hardy is not winning this tournament. No, so when no, he was no. fighting Joe, I'm like, Joe's clearly making it to the semifinals. Yeah, I was just kind of like, well, I, well, yeah. I know that where that was going. But now that we got, which was on Dynamite this week, Samoa Joe versus Roderick Strong, I, I'm, I think I know where I'm leaning, but... I can see it going either way. That's what I was getting at. Like the that's what I like about this, right? It does, but, but like, let's let's say talent wise, I'd argue Samoa Joe wins this. If you just compare him that way, hey, if Roderick Strong, he's the king of TV. Oh, you tell me he's gonna lose to Mister Ow My Neck Roderick Strong. You mean generic white guy is gonna beat the king of TV? What's the actual term that they call him? Is he the Messiah of Backbreakers? Is that yeah. what they've been calling him? Yeah. If he can somehow pull off a lung no blower way. or a backbreaker no on Samoa Joe. No way, he's too big. Regardless if he wins, if he just pulls off that move. Uh-huh. You know, I would say he's worthy. You know, like it's, it's <laughs> okay, you did it. Like that's enough. Yeah. God. Damn it! It, oh. it! Did you just get spoiled? I didn't get spoiled oh, with anything. No, you're thinking about it. You're thinking about no, it. I got no, you. no, no, no. And it's happening on Friday for us when we're putting this out. So I don't know. I'm going to the Goose concert at at the Borderlands Festival Fridays. Well, I'll also be there Saturday and Sunday for Trey Anastasio Band and Mo. But the Goose is also playing as we record, and they just played a song that. They probably won't play now for me when I at my concert, and I really wanted to hear Butter Rum because I really like Butter Rum. It's one of my favorite songs. But yes, anyways, back to yeah. wrestling. Sorry, I tagged. Uh, I posted something in our group chat on Discord. <laughs> this is what I thought of when you were talking about. You're like, if he gets that backbreaker on him, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> And so yeah. that's all we're gonna hope that he does. He's gonna try to do it. Try to do it. He's also gonna do the. He's also gonna jump off the top. Now, if you ask goes. me if Roderick Strong is taking the belt off MJF, I don't know. And that's I'm not thinking that far just yet. I, I just the way they're telling the stories on AEW right now, it really does feel like Roderick is on a crash course for MJF. He's there to shake things up because things are looking good for better than you, baby. And uh, you know. Maybe we maybe we get kicked out of an Applebee's or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't think there's any way for MJF to fight Roderick Strong if it wasn't for this tournament. Right. There's not enough beef for them to wrestle at all without this. But Samoa Joe and them will have beef forever. So yeah, oh yeah. I mean, Joe just has eternal beef. He could just sling it at anybody. He's like, but we got like, beef now because I'm Samoa Joe. Did you finally see the video of him interacting with MJF when no. MJ, at NXT? No. Oh, I, I'll find it but, and I'll send it to you. But hey, let's switch gears. And you called it, Mr. Rizzo. I meant to say this as I watched this promo. I was like, man, Rizzo was on this like two weeks ago. <laughs> yes. Well, the MJF promo with Joe. He had, yes. On Dynamite, he had talked about that. And he brought it up in the promo being all like, don't call me kid. I was a kid then. I'm not a kid now. Yes, yes, yes. Also, the uh, the flurry of uh, insults that MJF came up for Samoa Joe are pretty great. 
Sorry, I was trying to look up and see. No, you're the, good. So the Samoa Joe MJF interaction in NXT. So a question for you, Mister Rizzo: Is there actually a thing with Samoa Joe in an ice cream truck, or is that just that just the promo talking? Well, he's on the uh, what you call it. He's on uh, Peacock uh, as the. Oh, shit. Okay. All yep. right. Damn that I did not get that. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's all they were talking about is the uh, fact that he played the. He, yeah, he plays Sweet Tooth. I get it now. Sweet Tooth. Thank you. Thank you. I thought it was a fat joke. <laughs> no, it was not. It was not. I know. I just like that. I'm just saying that's where my mind went. I was like, wow, he's really laying into Samoa Joe with this shit. And I finally found the before and after video for you with uh with mjf and uh <laughs> yes 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 there you there go there it is there oh. you go asshole um yeah but like you like how he was just like a nobody and now he's like he was getting in the way though what was he thinking going past joe well at that point it worked it made joe look more badass that he would just push this random dork that doesn't do anything so it's like damn but you don't yeah, know who that is what we all wished goldberg would do just push one of those guys out of the way be like you can't control me yeah you don't know who that is but now so many years later now that it were it it makes story oh my god it just it it was great it was great you hear that if you're out there an up-and-coming wrestler interact with everybody anything it doesn't matter you can turn that into a storyline later what else what else we have on the dub? Um, I know that we had, uh, moving on to just another thing of TVS Championship of Emmy Sakura and Chris Statlander. You know, yeah, the open challenge for the awesome. TVS Championship. Well, I, that was weird because the only part that of it being an open challenge was them announcing it after I knew that it was a match. So it wasn't an open challenge for me. I'm like... Well, how much did, did I miss a segment? Did I miss somewhere where she called someone out and someone answered her on social media? Because I didn't see that. I knew yeah. the match was happening, and I was excited about it before it was announced, before it started. Well, I'm glad I, I messaged us in group chat because I was like, yeah, what the hell? <laughs> like, it says who thought the match is. Why are you telling me it's an open challenge? Yeah. It's accepted. Um, I'm also like 99% positive that Emmy Sakura was not going to win. But I know the style of wrestling that she does because she's been in like 2,000 matches because she's just the fucking GOAT. I, she's one of my favorite wrestlers, honestly. She's just always working in the ring. It was really sad for her not to have a match at Wembley. And then the fact that one of the music that she used to come out to was Queen and Soraya came out with that. So there's an emotional video of her kind of like crying, hearing her own music and her not wrestling. Well, they're wrestling there next year. Hopefully, Emmy will be on the damn card because Emmy deserves to be on the card. She's one of the greatest. And this match made it like, damn, it was just bam, bam, bam with her and Statlander. And it was awesome. Well, I was kind of thinking like the bam. <laughs> no, was it was. The, uh, that's the what this match was. Stairs. <laughs> I'll say it kind of felt reminiscent of Raquel versus Rhea. Yeah. Two beefy women going at it. And, uh. I mean, Chris didn't have as much of a oh shit moment when she realized she couldn't do her moves, but, you know, it still did the, I'm going to do a lariat. Oh, I can't lariat you because you're strong. Well then. 
Let's go at it. Let's slap some meat. Yeah. As we would say for the big boys. Beef. Beef. Yeah, I hope they bring Emi Sakura around. I feel disconnected with her because, you know, she felt like one of those uh, New Japan guys who was like, oh, we'll bring her around to be like, see, we can cross promote. And then she goes away for forever. And it's like, okay, she's a celebrity. She's not actually on the active roster. But uh, everything you talk about makes it sound like, you know, there's an opening that needs to be filled here in AEW. And maybe they'll start bringing her around more often. Well, she's been solid what she was doing. They just don't do a lot of other stuff with the women. It's a matter besides... of frequency is, is all I'm getting at. Is I don't feel like AEW used her a lot. So Look, I'm hoping that they lean very... into it. It's very easy to criticize the women's division on AEW, and I'm not going down the rabbit hole. I just I'm not meant criticizing the division. I'm saying I hope she gets is, more. They time. don't do anything with the women really, besides what's going on with the title belts. And if someone who isn't in the title belt picture is not going to also get a lot of TV time when she's just like amazing hand. Hey, we need you to wrestle every week, but we're not doing a lot. That's just. You know, there's, they got, like I said, they got six hours of regular wrestling. She's on the card all the time. She's just well, not telling it, a story in the in weekly TV. Well, laughably, I'll say, well, nobody seems to want to fight for this damn uh, TBS belt because there's just open challenge after open challenge. <laughs> well, speaking of that, we did get we did get a challenge after one of the open challenge that Statlander had, uh, which was later on in Collision. Yeah. Uh, Jade Cargill came back. She did come back during that. But remember, on Collision, it was an open challenge for the TBS belt, and then she fought Ruby Renegade. But it's just like, I'm noticing a lot of belts in AEW right now have open challenges happening. It's it's better than not being there and not wrestling. No, but it's just like, why not just schedule somebody? Be like, yo, you're next in line, get up there. Whereas I guess there's no line. I think some of the way that they book that quote is... One, you're not putting someone on the match that you're advertising, but you're also giving me a chance for like local indie talent to also be in a match that you're just going to feature someone in. Sure. So that's why it, they're just but, leaning yeah. into it a lot this week is all I'm I saying. You. I noticed that happening. So I like with the TBS belt, but you know what? That's okay. Cause like you said, Chris now has somebody to wrestle and it's Jade Cargill. She came back. She knocked her down after beating up the other ladies, and then she looked at the belt, kissed it, I think, and said, I miss you so much. Yep. Um, so that was kind of cool. And I like that. I like how Jay didn't go to Dynamite and looking for the other title. She's still – she's just like, that bitch took my title the wrong way. I'm coming back after her. Let's she's do making this. it legit again. Yeah. So that would be kind of cool when we get a great match between those ladies, maybe two or three. But the other open challenge thing that you mentioned – because they talked about it this week, and we're getting it on Dynam or last week, and we're getting it on Dynamite. Is FTR is having an open challenge for their belts on Dynamite? And there's that. And I think the international championship that happened on Dynamite. Well, Moxley an open challenge is a different thing because he wants to just do what Mo- what Cassidy did. He's okay. just going to be a wrestling That's champion. That's adding to the list, though. And yeah. there you go. There's like four different open challenges happening for belts right now. I who wants, a, I don't who have wants an, an open challenge? It. You get an open challenge. You get an open challenge. And you get an open challenge. Everybody. <laughs> I don't have an issue with that. It's oh, just, no. It's just what I noticed. I was like, oh, know, weird. It's weird all these open challenges are happening. Would it would be a problem if that's the pay-per-view card? Tony Khan's the Mad Hatter you know, in the desk the there matches, going, Change places! 
if one of the matches on a pay-per-view that you've been selling is an open challenge and you don't know who it is. Because then you're going to speculate that some new tag team or new wrestler is going to show up. So when it happens on weekly TV, and then I don't it'll really just care. be Sheamus. But I, like I'm saying, if it happens on weekly TV, like I don't care. It's just okay. That works. It's yeah, awesome. that's what that's what the TV is for. But on a pay per view, you better have that fucking shit scheduled. Don't be like, but real open quick, challenge for the belt. <laughs> I have not been spoiled by this. This is a week where I did not watch any of Dynamite before recorded. So I'm not spoiling anything. You hear that? Can we guess he exercised restraint. Yeah, I cut the grass. <laughs> oh, he's being a house owner a home. <laughs> yeah, I'm a homeowner. I got to do the perimeter walk every night. It's it's sense. Anyway, so great, so great. Yeah, the the open challenge that FTR is thrown out there. We are anyway. at different parts of the songs. <laughs> anyway, um. Who do you think the open challenge is going to be this week? Let's let's guess. Because I have a good guess, and if it's not them, I'm actually going to be disappointed. I'm going to work my. I'm going to be mad that it's not uh, fantasy booking. I like already teams I went through. I just went like I claimed. Obviously, not going to happen. Um, That's they're the best, trios champ. They best friends, them. maybe. Best friends, you're gonna. I'll gonna go with best friends. I'll go with best okay. friends. Oh, uh, order. Uh, best friends. Best friends. First. No. Iron <laughs> Savages. If they don't uh, challenge them this week, I'm going to be disappointed. If that's not who they're fighting on Dynamite, I'm going to be disappointed. Wait. Wait. They have a match against FTR on Collision. When's this? Like, tomorrow, Saturday, if you're listening to it's this It's scheduled live. that? I didn't realize yeah. that that was scheduled. They scheduled that on Collision this past week. Oh, okay. Well, then that's probably not going to be the open challenge. Which is also good then. on them. My buddy, my buddy, uh, his brother. Oh man, that's Jack Jameson's tag team. But it's gonna be. So wait, I'm confused. They booked a match with the Iron Savages for Saturday, knowing they have an open challenge on Wednesday. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, I don't. That's. that's But let's be real. Do you expect them to lose to this open challenge? Well, I'm expecting. I was expecting Iron Savage to get be the cool pop. Of but, them being the guys that are and, and on Dynamite, I thought they were going to get the 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 rub. That, but if they're already like advertised, I don't know if that's going to work as a good pop. But anyway, card subject to change. I bet it'll True. be whoever the tag champs are versus the Iron Savages. The important hey. part is Iron Savages are making it to Collision. We I started this off by saying if it's not who I think it was going to be, I'm going to be upset. So that's so yes, I'm back to the tag team. Iron Savages. That was your team? Oh. That's why I was saying, like, I was expecting it to be Iron Savages, and now that it's there, I got collision, and whatever. You, should go, with the, you should go with Dark Order, and that's why I was hemming and hawing about it, because Dark Order had a uh, a promo on collision. Yeah. Kind of going back to their roots, like the, yes. the joint Dark Order roots, but more, it's like that merged with, an, uh, you know, Rip, uh, like uh, the Fl- Firefly Funhouse stuff, kind of mixed together, being all like, "Hey, I was upset that they didn't win and happy, Monarchy. but also really awkward and like kind of creepy." They're like, "We're waiting for you." Uh, <laughs> like, oh boy, Evil Uno. I still think they should have won the Ring of Honor cha- titles, but not over MJF and. No, we got to let that fizzle out so, before that happens. Something, something. But again, they've got good storyline back. 
background to, as well. Adam Cole and uh, Baby. Uh, Meat Man and Alex Reynolds, right? Yes. Yeah. He was just a great heel. So, Anything else on AEW? Want to talk about a little bit of the WWE? Um, I just want to point out real quick before we get to Daniel, Danielson's announcement. Uh, oh, yeah. Don Callis finally learned how to hide a uh, painting properly this week. <laughs> See, that's why I was so mad about it. Because, like, look, what you did there is what you should have done with Jericho. I get stories dictating that's why this happens, but I'm just like, ah! You know, <laughs> where's my foam brick I can throw at the TV? <laughs> uh, yes, yes. So you did mention So we'll find Danielson. out next week who Takeshita is going to fight. Ooh, mystery and, guy. Yeah, Go ahead. Duh. Take it away, Mr. Rizzo. Danielson. Danielson gave us a couple bits of information. He gave us his opponent for Wrestle Dream, which should have happened at Forbidden Door last year, but because of injury, it didn't happen. And that's him versus Zack Sabre Jr. Awesome! Oh my god! I thought he was going to fight. Who did he fight at Forbidden Door, was it? Who did he fight recently before he uh, got injured? Yeah, I thought it was going to be. Before he got injured? You well, mean, got injured during that match. Yeah, that's gonna be at Wrestle Kingdom. That's 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 gonna happen at in January. Sure. When he said best technical wrestler, my mind immediately went to Okada. Oh, I was like, oh yeah, technical wrestler. Shocker. I guess, I guess, I gotta see the response after of Zack Saber Jr. He goes, yeah, no shit. I've been waiting for it for a few years. Like, like that was kind of his like nonchalant. He's just it's he's about just, goddamn time. I, I mean, if you like um, Osprey, you'll love. The way Zack Saber Jr. talks, yeah, like oh, okay. yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> well, I just meant like his attitude and the way he used to talk in the press conferences and how much he talks in the ring. You'll love him there on top of how amazing he is in the ring. I'm I thought like, I saw him like during a pre-show or something. You've seen him wrestle before. He's been there before. He just has wrestled Daniel. Right, I know. Like during a pay per view, I thought he had like a pre show match with like Kip Sabian or something. Or yeah, I don't know. He's also, you know what? I've Someone seen him. Well this also, yeah. we I've said one thing we need to go back for and watch like the pandemic stuff. But you know what? We need to go back and we need to watch as something as homework and do it over like two weeks. Is the Cruiserweight Classic? Do you remember the Cruiserweight Classic? Did you watch it at all? It was before you were watching NXT, but like yeah, it was before my time. It was like over a few week period of all these different matches, and then in a in a big tournament. But you got to see the people that are in, like Abushi's on it, Zack Saber Junior's on it, like Noam Dar. They didn't like, make it. Like they all wrestled for this thing, but they weren't mm-hmm. like part of NXT. Some of them got an NXT contract. Someone went out and did whatever they want. Like right, you see, it where felt like a tryout for NXT, right? Yes, it, but it was a great show. You, we, so maybe we'll check that out sometime. That's still in the network. I'm Sounds like on. a plan. Yes, Put yes. it on the skidge. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so yeah, Danielson told us his uh, partner, but he also insinuated that this is probably going to be his last year as a full-time wrestler because he said oh. his, uh, he told his daughter that when she turns seven, he will be home and you'll stop wrestling and she just turned six. So this might be the Time last year. Time for the most epic Brian Danielson year yet. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he goes on like an Elton John's length final tour. Spring break, baby. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, so, so yeah. we'll see how that pull, pull, um, plays out. Um, I can get into where I think that may go at another time. But... Last thing I want to say, parting comment, I'm not going to get too much into it, but Bullet Club Gold, what a delight. Check them out. They were on Collision. They fought against... I know this. Oh, wow. I want to hear that sound bite. <laughs> oh, they fought a bunch of luchas. <laughs> like, th oh, this yeah. team, they didn't have a team name, but it was Gravity, Aerostar, Aerostar? and Dios del Infermundo. Okay, so I'm wondering how that works because. Two thirds of this team I never heard of, so I was okay. like, okay. Two thirds of those team were Lucha Underground stars. Aerostar, amazing. And then the other guy, did you see when he comes out? That his, did you see his black tongue? No. Okay, when he comes to the top of the ramp, he has something in his mouth that he, like, opens his mouth, and it's, like, double the length of somebody else. It's, like, a nasty, shiny-looking black tongue. Huh. His name on Lucha Underground was Dragonisto. <laughs> and it was just so cool. Like, he Who used was this, Aerostar or no, the other guy? Aerostar was Aerostar. Oh. And then the other guy had, like, full wings. The other and then Dragon Least and then the tongue. Sure. Oh yeah, and then you had gravity. With the with the with we're doing the we're doing the astronaut jump right with now the, the suit, because, with the suit. Yeah. Um and uh, with, this uh, this match was fun. Cardblade and is, Cardblade wins it. Cardblade wins it. Yes, we're not getting too much into this match, Mister Rezo. But yes, go watch this match. It was a delight. Uh, like you said, there the the Bull Club Gold came out with just a cardboard cutout of Jay White. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, I believe and, uh, they had a video we find out... also. Oh, go a ahead, video. go ahead. They had a video, I think, after later of the match, or maybe I just saw it on social media of them like somebody's getting a nickname from from Jay White either at Dynamite or Collision this week. It's like, well, next week we're getting a nickname. Oh, okay, next week we're getting a nickname. Austin was saying that. So, uh, and the last yeah. thing I learned during this match was that apparently Juice is Collision's Cowboy of the Month. The only one we said that can have an issue is that's probably Hangman, right? Like yeah. Hangman so is, is like, this a feud against Hangman? Like, what are you doing? I think just I think Juice is just playing the wild card. He's just doing whatever. Juice um, is just one hundred percent right now. He's he's just always on point. And case in point, why I'm just like some luchas is because Bullet Club. Gold wins this match. This oh, match was just to show how a dominant Bullet Club Gold is. Like, they're going to go on a tear for several months right now until they can find what to do with Jay White. Well, That's when Cobra Commander will come out. <laughs> Jay White has purpose and fights for a belt. Yeah, Cobra Commander needs a belt, I think, soon. <laughs> Anywho, but so yeah, I, I mean that's also not covering everything that happened. You know, too much wrestling, yada yada yada. Go check it out. So go check yeah. out AEW. Well, WWE, there's a lot of stuff. I mentioned Grand, uh, Grand Slam's champion or Grand Slam tournament, but Finn now being a Grand Slam champion because he won everything. Now that he won the tag belts with Priest, he is officially he's in rarefied air with people like The Miz as a Grand Slam champion. Hey, that's a prestigious although, thing. I don't care. Although, although the Miz is two times, so you know maybe Finn better think about winning some more gold before he can talk to the Miz. But just think of all the different things that has happened uh, for Finn outside of WWE, and then the fact that he's a Grand Slam champion. 
I'm just glad that he's there now because it seems like he's starting to get a push in WWE. <laughs> That's funny. What? That he's finally getting a push. Yeah. It. Hey. And only Judgment took Day. him win. It only took him winning all of the belts. Sure. And him yeah, being that, a grandson. Now he's getting pushed. That's what no, you don't, mean. Don't get me wrong. Like I don't expect this to last long. But this week, Judgment Day was on both SmackDown and Raw, and yeah. they won both of their matches on both brands with Finn getting the coup de gras for the pin. But Judgment Day has replaced the Bloodline as the number one story through WWE because the Bloodline is just blah what bloodline right now. <laughs> It's what just bloodline? Blah. That's yeah, all I got I, to say about that. I don't know. I believe I wrote in this note. I'm kind of sick of the bloodline storyline. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I just I don't know what the fuck is happening. Where's Roman been? I'm also sick of like now. It's the point. Saying... I'm noticing he's not even around. I'm like Roman is not on the show anymore. Did he go on vacation? Like what the fuck is happening? Ko and Sammy only dealing with. Can they just not do anything that also has to do with the Judgment Day? Like, every yeah, every no. week, all the no. time, all the Forever. time. They, yeah, I believe I said that last week. I'm just sick and tired. It's the same fucking song and dance. Sammy and KO versus, let's throw Dom in the mix. It's Dom and JD now, but they're part of Judgment Day. You know, it's just like, why are you throwing every iteration of... Judgment Day at Sammy and KO. I mean, now that they don't have the belts, we can move on, but this week did not prove that. Well, no, they did. They did because uh, Sammy didn't wrestle. It was Jay. Main event Jay Uso wrestling with KO this week. Okay, I forget who I pointed it out. It might have been WrestleTalk who said it. Um, we've had so many different combinations of like KO and Sammy or versus. KO and Sammy plus somebody else versus the Judgment Day yep. that. Now we're going to do it with Jay. Like, we don't <laughs> yeah. care. Like, the it's the same thing all over again. Like, it doesn't... They don't tell us any stories with the actual matches either. It just... They happen. Nothing in the matches actually happens to lead to anything. It just... The matches just happen. I... Ah, I don't like complaining about this. I like talking about what I, I like about wrestling. I, I'll, I'll, it's just... I, I gotta say this. I don't care about Jey Uso. I don't care about Jimmy Uso. It's just la I feel like his new entrance okay. is literally the same thing of him just going, it's just me, Uso. Like, like what is they, this music? Didn't they convince us that Jimmy needed to leave the bloodline? And then a few weeks later, now they're trying to convince us that he's being back in the bloodline? He's trying like, to earn his why, way back why, into the bloodline. Yeah, like, how about this? Check my DNA. Yeah, I'm part of the bloodline. That's how it works. Nah, Look, I don't know. You're feel, they're talking real not oozy right now, and mm. I don't I don't appreciate the way you besmirch the bloodline with such foul talk of ooze. But I, I don't know. I'm just yeah. yeah no, the I'm, bloodline storyline sucks right now. It's kind of a, a wet fish. Um, the only thing I cared about the storyline was it had to do with the main belt of the whole program. And then once you take away any tension that has to do with the actual belt of the program, I don't really care. Like, Roman's not there. Roman doesn't wrestle for the belt. Yeah, you what's going on with Solo uh, right now? Like, the Judgment Day looks like they're trying to court the bloodline. Because yeah. in Jimmy's match against AJ, which was supposed to, quote, prove himself to the bloodline, he lost. And then Judgment Day beats up AJ and throws AJ to uh, Solo, who kind of was ringside halfway through Jimmy's match. 
And Solo, you know, then beats him up because I guess that's what the Bloodline wants to do. Apparently they have an AJ Styles problem now, but, you know, Roman's not around to tell us that. I just hear that secondhand through Paul Heyman, and it's just awkward. Like, Mm. well, yeah, why did we just pull a 180, and now Jimmy, who got kicked out, is trying to get back in? Yeah, I'm I'm just out. You know what? Maybe it's like community with the table. You know, like, once you leave the love of the table, it's a very dangerous place out there, and you just got to come back to the table. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm just anyway. I'm out. I'm out. out. Yeah, we've talked enough about this shit that we don't want to talk about. I want to talk about my doing referential humor here. I said you were acting a bit like the Miz because on this past week (laughs) of Raw, Miz fought uh, Tozawa, which I'm not talking about this match. Don't watch it for the match. But the announcers (laughs) are talking about. They're all like, "Why does he have a problem with L.A. Knight?" And Michael Cole goes on to inform us that it's because he's uh, he's. He's mad that he's not getting the adulation of people like L.A. Knight are getting. You know, he's kind of like being jealous of L.A. Knight, basically, is what he's saying. Um, but I okay, thought it humorous I have, I have that he... issues with this, but okay, go ahead. He says that, and during the match he has against Tozawa that he's describing this, Miz does three uh, skull-crushing finales. And on the third one, he does his, his, his stolen gimmick of M-I-Z, and the crowd responds with yeah, and then he does the skull crushing finale to win. I was like, "There's that love you wanted that you didn't like." You know, it's like you weren't getting it. Now you're getting it. Oh, the love you're not getting. You mean you mean by being able to host WrestleMania and have your own TV show with your wife? Yeah, that love you're not getting. Anyway, that's that's corporate <laughs> love. That's not fan love. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. You know what? I'll take that. I'll take that. That's correct. But yeah, that was a fun little like I liked that little bit. So that was. The enjoyable part of Miz's uh, part on Raw. It's weird. This feud is LA, LA Knight and the Miz are feuding, but then they're like coexisting on their separate brands and kind of like now just fuming over each other, being like, God, I hate that they exist. And they're just kind of pushing that until a pay per view. Yeah, we'll see. I Which mean, is, the fact that. What's coming up soon? I don't know. I thought Superstar Spectacle was a pay per view and it was just a random Wednesday in India. So I don't know anything. Well, it was a pay per view. <laughs> Because it was Friday, right? It wasn't a pay-per-view. You couldn't watch it. It wasn't on the network. It was just, oh, that's here. what I mean. Like, it wasn't, I thought it was a pay-per-view, and it wasn't even available to watch. I could have live-streamed it through something, but, like, it wasn't available. <laughs> so, like, I don't know anything about what's Ask going on. Lane is coming. Up, oh, okay, right? yeah. I don't know. I couldn't tell you where it is, when it is. Saturday, in, Sunday. Uh, Indian- Indy, Indianapolis. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, they'll probably push it to that, and then they'll have the Miz and uh, LA Knight feud during that. Well, we might oh, yeah, get so something with LA Knight and Cena. I, I'm not sure if we are or not. We'll see. But we'll, we'll get to that like if we Cena's get more. I feel like Cena's floating right now. Like, he did get involved with the Miz and LA Knight for this previous payback one. But I think now he's kind of like, they're kind of using him as a, they're trying to figure out where to put him. Maybe. They did advertise him being on for a few weeks, and... Unless the writer's strike, like, ends, like, that's where he's going to be. So I don't know if they're going to have a program with him in the Miz. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about some of the ladies on the WWE Yeah, let's program. wrap it up with some of the ladies. Uh, first, your your girl Piper's back. Apparently she was injured. I didn't yeah. catch that. So that was news I to was me. I was really worried that, like, the belts were at. Okay. I'm stealing this also from Wrestle Talk. It's the only way I can catch up to some of the stuff. It's a great stuff. Sorry, I'm putting over another podcast. But, hey, they recap the show, and I get to find out what's going on. Hey, we just got to tell them where our information is coming from. That's all. Yes, yes. You know it's a credible source. Going yes, on. It is gross. Them having uh, 
Piper act like she was injured, and I think the belts being cursed, told me two different things. One, they have a new tag team to challenge them for those belts now that Piper's not really injured. But, and that's the new tag team of Shayna Baszler and Tony Stark, because I think that works. Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark, not Tony. Not Tony not, Stark. Not Iron not Man. Not Iron Man. <laughs> uh, Jinx. Zoe Coke. <laughs> Here we go. Anyway, um, the... Um, the the part that also reminded because you told me about this and they made me think about it when they said the word cursed was the tag team that unified these titles that are no longer on TV are were the fire witches that I used to talk about. Oh yeah. And if they don't use that as a story of saying, yeah, since we lost them, we, we cursed a, the damn put a belts. curse on those belts. Like, oh, that'd be so works. cool. How does that not actually go for it? Let's go. But they may actually what wrestle. Could be? Yeah. I don't know. I think I think Shayna they got to do one of two things. Shayna and Zoe either have to dominate and take those titles and they run with them for a while or they need to lose this somehow with Piper coming on top. And then those two fighting and have a good match with each other at Fastlane. Yeah. And then we can have the Fire Witches show up and say, yeah, we put a curse on those belts. I want We want them back. We'll lift the curse if you give those belts back. I just, because you're right, I missed. And the funny thing that they also pointed out was that when it would be Piper, Ilya Dawn, and Alba Fire with... Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green would be the only one, only one without the like Scottish accent. <laughs> and it would, she'd be the odd woman out, and she Hilarious. would it would look great. It would be so. What cool. was the pay per view in London for WWE? Uh, Clash at the Castle. You yeah. could save it for that pay per view. <laughs> yeah, if they do that again, that'd be that'd be cool. So yeah, did you like uh, Shayna's new finisher and also her outfit? Did that? Uh... <laughs> She stole it from Ronda when she yeah. was her from wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was. I thought it was funny because when she came out, I was like, "Huh, she's wearing a, that like geek that's kind of like uh, Ronda. That's weird." And then they start explaining her finisher, which, first of all, the fuck kind of name is that? Shayna Baszler. Did you catch this? Wasn't it called? Are we talking about Piper's Pit? Uh, that is Ronda's finisher. Oh shit! Oh, um, I thing. thought that's what we were talking about. My bad. No, she's got a finisher now, and it is called Exterminatus. 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 Okay, that's what then. they said. It's <laughs> like, what the hell? Not, not, but know. it is her move. That it's basically Ronda's move. She just renamed it. You know, okay. it's kind of like how the t- uh, three ten to Yuma is basically the Shatter Machine. Oh yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, like she is. It's interesting to see Shayna, and I'm just happy I, I noticed it with her attire. And then when they explained that, I was like, "Oh, she is kind of doing a thing for Ronda right now." That's kind that's interesting. I wonder if that is seeds of a story to keep Ronda to come back whenever she wants, or is this just Shayna asserting the dominance we've wanted out of her? Stay tuned yeah. to find out. But I do I, I do Ronda like what I'm seeing of her. Yep, that was cool. That was cool. Uh, but yeah, so, sticking with the ladies, we also had. This is the part that, like, I just didn't even understand. And the fact that they're having a rematch between Rhea and um, 
Raquel again yeah. for the titles. I was like, we just had this in the pay-per-view. Why are we having this again? What reason are we having this for? Yep. My first notes when I was starting to take Raw were, oh, cool, we're getting another championship match between Raquel and Rhea. SMH. Like, what? Like, it's not that I don't like to see them two wrestle, but they gave us no reason to have the match again and no different stipulation for it to be changed or move forward it's just like we're doing we're running it as again for no re- i don't i don't know why for me it, it feels like uh it, they're falling into the same hole that they're they've been doing with ronda they don't have her fight anybody they just have her fight the same person like repeatedly and they're like look how dominant she is and she's like she's the only she's only wrestling one person of course she's going to be dominant i think i'm answering my i think i remembered why they're having is this, is the story that well dom wasn't involved yeah, it was banned at ringside. It's like, whatever. Okay, cool. Then if she loses, you basically show that Rhea can't win without Dom. So like, how dominant is that if you can't do it yourself? But, like, if that's the way they do it, shouldn't these matches been reversed? Like, shouldn't they have had Ronda? I'm sorry, not Ronda. Shouldn't they have had Raquel, like, lose on TV because of Dom and then have the, the big match on pay-per-view? Where yeah. Nia Jax shows up and pops the crowd, which, you know, if out of the, like, that would make, like, on the pay per view as opposed to, like, on the random, you know, episode. See how Mr. Rizzo did that? He kind of did what the match was like. It was kind of boring and long and drawn out until Nia Jax showed up and they're like, whoa, okay, now I'm interested. Now you have like my most, attention about this. Because she's not like most girls. It will be interesting to see Rhea fight Nia Jax, someone of that size. Do you think like, that we're going to get a triple threat between the ladies? I, th- I hope we do. I hope we get a triple threat between the three of them. That makes sense. That's Then that's how you have Rhea win in that, is that A, you could ever not beat Nia Jax, or two, you be, or B, you, uh, <laughs> uh, you have a double team, and you, know, you just kind of take well, yeah, oh, we're fantasy yeah. booking ahead. We're fantasy booking. I was just getting excited that there is a possibility of someone that wasn't on the roster. You know, uh, whether we get something different than what she's had from us in the past, we'll see. Do you remember um, the last time Nia Jax showed up? I think it was at the Rumble, and then she disappeared for forever, and then never yeah. came back. Or yeah, it, it, sure it was during a pay-per-view, going. actually. I remember she helped out the bloodline at one point, I thought. And then it was like, okay, see you later. And it was like, okay. So I, what I'm getting at is I hope this isn't like that. You know, like, is she actually coming back? What are we doing here? What What's the story? Well, Rumble always gets fishy the way they bring people in. And if, if it's permanent, if it's temporary, how well, long the run is. On the active roster. Well, know? I mean, at this point in where and when they did it, if she doesn't have like either a singles match or a multi-women match because of who she got interact with, that's just weird. Like it has to happen between those ladies, and we'll see where it goes. But yeah, that was that was kind of the the thing that was from both companies. We had some we had some cool ladies come back to wrestling that we haven't seen in a while. You know, uh, we'll see if we get more out of Nia Jax than we had in the past. The women's and, division is getting a shakedown. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what that tells us, but. Um, TBZ, TBZ mentioned not only NXT, but my lack of NXT wrestling minute. I gotta say that, um, my, uh, I didn't get to all of wrestling. 
I didn't get to kind of put a, put a cool wrestling minute together. But something pretty big happened on NXT yesterday that I did watch the end of. Big. And well, well it's predict- big. predictably big, I'll say. Why would it be predictably big? You didn't think say your thing first and I'll I'll I don't want to steal your thunder here. Oh, that's uh I think Tiffany Stratton is going to be moving up to Raw or SmackDown. Mm. Okay. I thought you were going to talk about her losing the belt. Yeah, exactly. That's why I think she's moving up. Because yeah. she lost the belt to Becky Lynch. And at the same time, they could have had her actually win against Becky, put her over, and go somewhere else. But, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. You, yeah, It was too predictable you, you for you not to care. That. Especially when you had Charlotte Flair do this previously. She went back to NXT to win the belt. Hey, I think it's cool. I think it was it popped a rating. I'm oh, wondering yeah. if they're going to do the same thing with what they're doing with Dominic. What? Dominic's on both shows. Yeah. There's a yeah, pop- they'll probably do that. She probably won't hold it for long then. All of a sudden, LA Knight showed up. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm the, Another theory that someone floated out. From that cool podcast was like it's a possibility that like maybe she's off raw for a little bit and then she's only on NXT. You know what? Even talking that that's so stupid. Why would you take her off raw with the title? Why not? Hey, you can come see me wrestle tomorrow too. Check me out on SmackDown or on she NXT. Not, I mean, yeah, she's not the first one to hold an NXT belt on a main brand. It'll come around and she'll probably be on Raw, being all like, "Look, I got this belt," and I don't know. They'll have Watch NXT talent tomorrow. interact with her. Yeah, we will. Yeah, so that's that's the way that, like, we've been clamming for this, clamoring for this for many years. I've always wanted there to be the interaction with the main roster and the NXT talent, and now they're finally doing some of that. We got Dominic Mysterio with the North American Championship, and we got Becky Lynch as the women's NXT champion after she beat Tiffany Stratton in a really awesome match. I mean, it was it was really cool. The main event it was just really badass, but. She Tiffany doing the um, prettiest, is it the moonsault, you know, and Becky just just kicking out and then doing the manhandle slam and taking the belt. It just worked. It was cool. It was awesome. So, yeah, that was my – that was what I got. I also watched a little bit of that Mystery Wrestling 3 with Evil Uno on Twitch. Um, it was free to live stream, and then you can, like, watch it if you pay for his – uh, Patreon, like you can go back and watch the other two wrestling two or three, uh, two or three. It's kind of a, just a fun indie event where you don't know what the card is. Like it's called mystery wrestling for the reason, because they just randomly show you card. And then the two matches that I watched was two refs have a hardcore match where, um, the, uh, Cole Cabana was the, was the actual ref of the match. And it was hysterical. It was fun. It was like they did a table spot three times because the table didn't break. It was it was really ridiculous. Ah, they pulled a sting. I see. Yeah. <clears throat> but then the the final or the the main event was Emi Sakura versus Maki Ito, and it was just it was fun. I just I loved it. It was good fun, good times. Um, I want to check that out. Maybe even randomly go up to Ottawa next year and be in the crowd. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I like to talk trip. about big. I like to talk about big dreams, but I know that probably won't happen. 
Yeah, well, but, I might hold you to it, sir. Yes. Maybe we'll go. Maybe we'll go and do a uh, review of our trip to see that. Yeah. Well, well, if we can get keep getting on Evil Uno, maybe he'll hook us up with like front row tickets if we can make the trip. Hey, there's like that looked like there were about forty people total in like the garage that was in this thing. Nice. So it's maybe tough to get a ticket there. They might be expensive. Yeah, packed, packed crowd. <laughs> well, I think it's time for the Topher. It's our Topher moment of the week. What time We're, is it, Mister Rizzo? It's that time where we try to tell you about something cool you should check out in the wrestling world, or something that we like in wrestling. That uh, makes you honk, or something you want to check out in the future. Yeah, I think I described that correctly. Yeah, you did. I got my tope ready, unless you want to take it sir? away. What you got? Your boys, pretty deadly, are coming back. At least that's what I took away from uh, SmackDown this past week, when they were watching, uh, I believe it was the Brawling Brutes versus Judgment Day match. Kip yes, Wilson. boy! Kip Wilson and Elton Prince. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. <laughs> that got me excited because I did not see that. I am excited to see uh, them pretty deadly back on screen. Uh, so, yes, I'm excited for that. Um, let's see. I am going to go with um, Ahsoka. No, I, I, I got I to gotta get to Ahsoka, but that doesn't count. That's not wrestling. That's lightsaber stuff. Um, what should I talk Light about? Sabery. Yeah, you thought you had one. I thought I had one. Uh, oh, I guess it's the FTR Open Challenge to see if it's Iron Savages. But you kind of sort of ruined that one for me. Well, so now you got to think of a new tag team. You're welcome. Another. Would I you rather have been wrong, or would you let me, or would you rather you know have another crack at what it actually could be? I'm too distraught. To not know what to think of as a watch, it it's actually it ends up being them, and so they get two chances. <laughs> I guess I'd go with, um, I think watch Collision because Keith Lee is back. He is actually. I think that's a good call. They interviewed him. So yeah, um, indubitably. And, oh, you beat me too. And he said the word indubitably, and I'm like, you got me. It doesn't matter what else you say in this promo, dude. You got me. You said indubitably. Uh, I'm in. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. So yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Watch Keith Lee on Collision. Um, that's that's my thing. Awesome. Oh, and go see Goose in East Aurora or the Trey Anastasio Band or Mo this weekend while I'm at Knox Farm. Come and see me on Friday. I'll be wearing my bluey outfit as long as it's not too cold. And then give a honk. Yeah, come say hi. We can take some triangles together. <laughs> well, that, I think that'll do it for us here at Honk If You Love Wrestling. Mr. Rizzo, always a pleasure to talk wrestling with you. Yes, sir. To all you honkers out there, check us out on formerly known as Twitter, at Wrestling Honks. Uh, check us out under the moniker of Honk If You Love Wrestling on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and a blue sky. Unless Mr. Rizzo hasn't signed us up yet, then I'll make sure to do it this weekend. Um, and uh, you know, if you like wrestling at Gmail, I was just gonna say if you if you don't like a, a thing that we've said about your favorite wrestler, you know, send us some hate mail over to honk if you love wrestling at gmail.com, and we'll be gladly to bring it up during our episode. 
And yeah, for uh, for myself and Mr. Rizzo, honk. Honk it like it's hot. Oh.